Aaron Stevens and Ricky Starks take on Colt Cabana for the national championship. But before we get there, here's a man who's Aaron Stevens is very familiar with the question mark. Oh, Aaron Stevens is out with him. He's got a new outfit. Is that a key? I believe so. What's he got in his hand? Is that some sort of torch? Are we going to have a, a torch burning ceremony? This match scheduled for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Introducing first, being escorted to the ring by Student Stevens, this is The Question Mark. Welcome back to another episode of the Face for Wrestling video podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. I love that there's always that pause there. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Think... No, it's just like you have to remember who you are for a second, and that's great. Do you think anybody will catch on to the fact that we're using the watch-alongs as a way to cover for our lack of planning? I don't know what you're talking about. I always plan to not plan. Fingers crossed that we get this out on the ninth. <laughs> it's up to you. You're our only hope. Is it? Is it though? Waldo Juan Kenobi? No, that that no, no, I'm not. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> We're back at the Osaka World Pavilion on January 5th for an afternoon show that kicked off at noon. Starting, we'll have another show later this day at 5 p.m. in the same arena. Why two shows in one day? It's part one of the trio's tag team tournament. I haven't really gone too far into the future of this tournament, but if I had to guess. We're getting ready to see an Artist of Stardom Championship be determined at a pretty big show. Attendance for the show is 220, and we have a stacked five-match card that will lead us into the night show. Our first match is a singles match to warm everyone up seeing Jamie Hayter versus Bobby Tyler. Matt, translate these snappy British promos for us. I'm going to try. This is the first time I've actually had trouble. So, Bobby says, A few days ago, Jamie took advantage of me while my back was turned. She's a coward. And tonight, I have the chance to show the world that is what she is. I have a chance at redemption, and that's exactly what I'm going to get. I don't understand how beating somebody in a match proves that they're a coward, though, so that was a little confusing to me. Then Jamie says, So here we are in Osaka. I came here last year for the five-star Grand Prix, and I main evented with Mayu, and I won a couple points. She has some words here that I could not understand. I'd listened to this 15 times. Could not figure out what she said. Then it comes back in with her saying, but today I have a singles match with Bobby, who I've wrestled many, and I didn't write down how many times she said many. She just said it a lot. Yeah, she did. <laughs> but I'm not going to be selfish. No, I have a lot to think about. I have a team now in Odiotai. I need to do my best for them. I need to kick her ass so that she knows I now mean business. Now that I'm in Odiotai, I have everything to prove. More unintelligible words. So when she's leaving to go to the ring, I thought she meant to say Mash, which is pretty much thank you. But uh -huh. she actually said Gambare Mas, which is I could do my best. I thought I'd throw that in there since stardom didn't translate that, and I learned something new. Fair enough. 
So then we go into theme music, by the way. I know oh, you no, want no, no. to. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Simple ring entrances by both ladies. But as Bobby is walking across the ring to wait for Jamie to come out, holy mother of God, Bobby has found a way to take the original bad disease and make it go nuclear. What the hell? Yeah, it's a little bit of bad and a little bit of bad. So I was going to clip in Jamie's entrance music to try and get some help identifying it. Yeah. But on our last episode, the Mask Fiesta watch along while riding bicycles to hell, we actually got our hands slapped a little bit for various entrance themes. Well, I actually looked it up and looked up Vipers since we want to know Vipers as well. And you'll be happy to know Kazam gave me an answer. Yeah, it turns out that they're both the same song called Did Not Find. Bobby Tyler's theme song started playing and i was like i know this song and it turned out it's a panic at the disco song but this was miss jackson by panic at the disco wolf remix and that's wolf with two f's not to be confused with so i'm going to be a little bit more careful in the future and when we splice in songs and stuff like that mm. in the meantime just imagine bobby coming out to sir mix a lot with her nuclear bad going on Jamie is in the ring, and the announcements haven't been made yet. But Jamie went to the School of Natsu for crowd work and gets a minor name-shouting contest with Bobby trying to play along. Yeah, I like this. Jamie tried to get a couple people to yell her name, and literally a couple people did. One of those was Natsu, so I'm not sure it really counts. And then Bobby yells her own name and gets a bigger response. Then Jamie says, no, 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 no. Jamie! Still small response. Bobby! Slightly bigger response. Natsu tells Yuri to start the announcements, and she gets a much bigger response just by telling her to continue on with the show. We're going through the gear checks, and it's middle-aged ref. Mullet ref? Mm, baby mullet. Baby mullet ref. As highlighted on what we're going to call on the Mission Pro cage cam. You're talking about the little turnbuckle camera? Yeah. Yeah, it was so bad. Check out Mission Pro Wrestling on TitleMatchNetwork.com and see a great cage match between Thunder Rosa and Allison Kay. Also, check out Holly Dead vs. Genocide, the best match of the year. Absolutely. The bell rings and Jamie starts by saying no to someone and ducking out to grab a seat in the front row. No, it wasn't Jamie... the front row. It was on the steps, but yeah. Yeah, I, Jamie... I didn't even understand what that was all about. I just, it got, it, I was just confused. Yeah. As Jamie is slowly getting in, she informs middle-aged ref to back Bobby up from WCW and her as she enters. Well, it was even weird, though, because at first, Natsu and Jamie tell the ref to count her out. She was just going to go for the count out. I like when Bobby went up for the test of strength and Jamie had to check her nails. She's making Natsu proud here. Right. The first bit of wrestling accidentally takes place, and Jamie trips Bobby out of the test of strength for a few pin attempts. But when Bobby gets up, she lays a whopper of a slap across Jamie's chest. Mm -hmm. A couple of reversals, and they're back to the test of strength that turns Bobby into getting Jamie in a headlock, waistlock, in a roll-up attempt, Jamie drop toe holds Bobby into some taunting and is pretty good on basic insult phrases for the audience. Right. Bobby dodges a corner splash and to... Hmm, where are the typing problems? Bobby dodges a corner splash and runs into the re... Oh, okay, I'm just going to skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, too. Leave it in. I have here something, something, flying corner, rock bottom. The rope-assisted reverse STO? Sure. Yeah. And Matt for the rescue. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to let him struggle through. I have that note. Bobby's getting ready to go outside to follow Jamie, who slid out for a breather. But Jamie trips her up and gets in a nice clothesline. 
A choke slam backbreaker to Bobby, and Jamie hits a running knee to her for a pin attempt. Well, yeah, Jamie I know. attempts to hit her with the knee, but I think Bobby moved a little too soon. A vertical suplex something or another is enough for Jamie to get the three in 538. Okay, I had to look this up. Uh, one of Jamie's finishing move is the Falcon Arrow. I think that's what she was going for here, because it's uh, kind of similar to what happened, which was they both kind of fell to the ground. I, I, yeah, it was a weird ending. Nice opener that warmed the crowd up. It plays a bit into the betrayal thing from a couple of shows back when Jamie turned against Bobby to join Oedota. Kudos. Uh, see, I'm not a huge fan, especially considering they've wrestled many, many, many. Many times. Oh, that's getting cut. No, it's not. Good Lord. According to Jamie, I, I, you would think if they had wrestled so much that it would have been a slightly better match. It just, it didn't do it for me. No, I'm talking about the story consistency, though. Story-wise, yeah, but the match itself, I just wasn't a fan. Yeah, I, I was in the same boat with that one. I I have so many notes about how I was not too into this one. I mean, yeah, the pace you... was just too slow, and then when it finally picked up, I slightly cocked an eyebrow with one of the moves, but that was about it. I was going to say, right before the missed knee, I was actually thinking to myself, this would be an okay match on, like, an indie show. And then the missed knee and the botch finished, it just, yeah, it didn't do it for me. It just seemed like a filler at the very beginning. Yeah. We move on to our first trios tournament match, where we have the sisters of Hanan, Rina, and Hina versus the stars of Starlight Kid, Natsumi, and Alex. Yeah, we shoot to the back, where we have the sisters, and Rina says, today is a trios tournament. The two of us, it's our first time in Osaka, the very first time in Osaka, so we want to show what we're made of. We three sisters will use teamwork and show what we've got. Go O. Rena Shirt, I thought this was another new band that slipped its way into stardom, but it's made by a company called Marion Apparel. The company produces clothing that, according to its description, is, is an apparel brand that manufactures and sells original products such as t-shirts, hoodies, and caps with the concept of wear your anger. It's used by many celebrities. They can be found at shop.marion-apparel.com. Funny enough, it'd be a year and a half later until Rena did more than just wear her anger towards her sisters and be swayed by the dark side of betrayal. No, no, no. No! <laughs> so we shoot over to the Stars locker room where Alex says, Hey, so today's match is against the sisters, and we're ready to take them on. There's then an awkward pause to where they make sure she's done talking, and Starlight says, Today, I team with Natsumi and Alex in the one-day trio tournament. And round one, we face the Hanan sisters. I didn't know they were referred to the Hanan sisters, so that was nice new information. Let's do our best to not lose right away. Let's do it. Oh, which again, I did not remember this being a stars thing, but apparently it is a stars thing. Hold on, I didn't get to mention this before you you run into it. Oh, <laughs> you're going to find this funny. One of the things I did at the very beginning of this when they were coming out was I muted it. So I didn't hear uh, the interest music, just so I can imagine uh, Alex Gracia coming in with the A&M fight song for the other guys. Nice. <laughs> Middle-aged ref sets everybody up, and we start with Hina and Natsumi with a collar and elbow lockup into some smooth reversals. Natsumi manages to get the standing torque wrench on, but Hanan and Rina quickly clear house to break everything up and hit the dropkick train. 
out of the corner, and Hina and Rina flip Natsumi over for double arm bars number 75 and 43, and Hanan to get in the figure young. Natsumi gets in some shoulder blocks to get Rina into the El Nudo to some nice applause. Rina kicks out, and Natsumi tags in Starlight to lay the sisters out. She has a little trouble with Hanan, but Alex comes in to help. Hanan rolls away as Kid hits her impressive moonsault onto Hina and Rina. Rina sees what's coming and ducks out of an 8166. She misses the catch, but expertly trips Kid down onto the mat for some stomps. Yeah, it was a nice spot. Also, I thought the Rina stomps were really nice and were literally hillish tactics, pun intended. Hana's in and goes straight for a dropkick. Kid returns the favor in the corner. Judo throw out of the corner from Hanan to Kid sees Kid try to get in a body slam after a failed pin attempt. But Hanan gets out of it and Hina and Rina come to rough up Kid a little bit for Hanan to hit a nice underhook suplex. The slight bit of madness clears up for Kid and Hanan to go back and forth until we get the Mishapro camera back again. This time it's pointing to the back of middle Age ref. Alex off the second rope to fly into an unsuspecting Hanan for a two. She repays the favor by executing a nice flipping snapmare to Hanan. Alex tries for a German suplex, but Hanan slips out and kicks her in the lower back. Kind of weird. It's nice. It's a nice spot. That's enough of a cue for Hina and Rina to come in and cause distractions. Rina tries to pin Alex, but middle-aged ref is so confused that he doesn't know who the legal person is at this point. Rina does tag in Hina, and middle-aged ref does count that properly to two. A little more madness as Hanan is left in the ring with Natsumi, Kid, and Alex. And Alex hits her 979 and goes for a pin, but the sisters break it up just in time. A lot happens, and we see Alex fly off the top to hit the dreaded crotch hit that leads into the three at 714. Yeah, I had to look this up as well because I'm not exactly sure what was supposed to happen, but she did kind of just push her crotch into the back of her head. I think she was going for a diving body scissors. That's one of her finishers, but I couldn't actually find what a diving body scissors is either. Like I know what a diving head scissors is, but I don't know what a diving body scissors is, but she almost cleared her. It wasn't a bad match. It's always weird for me to see a face-face or a heel-heel match, though. Somebody has to play the other side, and in this case, it was the sisters. Yeah, yeah. that's two heel shows in a row. And this is something that happened even the last time we we reviewed um, the sisters was, why is it that they always get the the ability to go in, all three of them go in and keep the other three out? Our third match puts QQ, B, Utami, and Viper against the team of Hana, Mari, and Sadie. It's good to see Hana and Maddie team up again. I know both are going off on to do their own thing, but it's not it's a nice little callback. Yeah, we shoot over to the unnamed factions locker room where Maddie says Hey friends, we are the new number one group, the Rude Girls. And I don't know if she meant rude, because I know when you uh I went and translated this one to see what other words would come up and it came up with grossera and grossera is rude. Another word is saying rude. But anyway, but we are the number one group, the Rude Girls, uh, speaking to you at today's show. At the end of this, <laughs> I don't know. I had a meh reaction to this. I mean, that's all she said. That's, there wasn't really much to that. That's good, though. The team is no longer unnamed. They are the Rude Girls. They are the Rude Girls. Sadi then says, or sorry, you got me saying Sadi again. Sadie says, we've been training to win, so we're here to win as a team. Fair enough? Stellar promo. <laughs> Hannah says, we're the strongest trios team. So not a lot was said by any of them, but not to be outdone, we shoot to the QQ locker room where B just says, we look forward to it. Yeah, the promos were not hot on this one. No. Yeah, 
I had a very meh reaction, especially to the end when uh, Marty just kind of like was just going through the motions, you know? Yeah. At uh, this point, that... I kind of do miss the huevos. Right. A little bit of words being spoken by Viper, who says, Hi, today we're in Osaka, and QQ is facing Hana, Sadie, and Mary. And we've got the advantage, because Sadie is new to the team, and we've all worked. She said some words here. Again, I listened to this ten times, and I cannot <laughs> understand what she said. So like everyone else, they're going to bow down to the queens. Are you an unemployed Scottish to English translator and need <laughs> a job? <laughs> I was like, this time I've been defeated twice. Dude, it's the little things that make me chuckle. I appreciated how Viper wasn't wearing the Union Jack QQ shirt since she's mm -hmm. from Scotland. Yeah. There seems to be a sizable contingent over there that want independence from the rest of the UK. And I've got it in my mind that she's one of them now. <laughs> right. Hana and Mari's team comes out first with Bobby out there with him to show support. I did have a note that the entrances were kind of short for what we normally get. Right. Middle-aged ref, out there again, checks everyone for concealed weapons, and we're underway with Utami and Mari out first. Collar and elbow lockup sees Mari quickly overpower Utami. Utami tries to get the upper hand with her shoulder tackles, but Mari shows her how it's done. Hana comes in for an assist, and we don't get the double bow and arrows, but a double hell no instead. Yeah, I called it the double rolling arm bar face squeezer. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, it looked cool. Off the top, and Hana hits a double axe handle to Tommy's arm while Mighty holds her in place. And while Mighty is all about the power and technical ability, Hana provides the team with a wonderful and much-needed personality. <laughs> she has an impressive moveset and varies it up a lot, but it's her work with the crowd that really draws everyone in. And not just for her, but the entirety of the match as well. B and Hana trade elbows and kicks until a two-count is broken up by everyone. In the middle of it all, we get a strange role reversal. QQ stacks Hana's team up in the corner, and we see them, to include Mighty, get the corner splash from Viper. I mean, it makes sense, but strange mm -hmm. to yeah. see Mighty be played as the smaller wrestler here. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's Viper. <laughs> B snapmares Hana into the middle of the ring, and it's followed up with the screech of death. Holy cow. What was this? <laughs> I love this spot. She sees Viper running at her and just freaks out, as one should. Hana manages to outmaneuver B and get her into a vertical snap suplex. Hang on a second. Is someone's iPhone alarm going off? 10.30 in this match, by the way. <laughs> I thought this was a mess up on my part, but no. It's on the starting recording of the match at around the 11-minute mark. You can try mm. to call my bluff by heading on over to www.stardom-world.com and seeing slash hearing for yourself for only 920 in a month. How many? 920. That's not that many. Sadie, 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 Sadie comes in and just kicks and woman handles B. B tries to go up and do her awesome road climb into a splash. But Sadie has none of it and impressively picks her up above her head and walks her into the middle of the ring for a gorilla press slam and then into a quick moonsault. I'd have been happy if this was the end right here, but B wasn't as she knocked the mess out of Sadie with a kick to the head. Yeah, I, I really like this. The press slam into the sta standing moonsault showing the strength and agility It was an amazing spot. No pun intended. Utami whips Sadie into her own corner and appears to call Hana in. They go back and forth off the ropes until Utami catches Hana in an attempted torture rack. Mighty and Sadie are in quick to save the day. Utami tries to hold her own, but out of a two count and Hana is trying to get her in armbar number 23. She finally manages to get it in, 
but Utami makes the ropes for the break. Stiff clothesline from Utami to Hana sees them both laid out trying to get tags in. They make it at about the same time, and we get a Mahdi and Viper matchup that I really didn't know I wanted to see until now. 100%. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that. I really did. They were really well matched. In an interesting breakup, B comes in for a stomp onto Mahdi while she's trying to pin Viper. Okay. Yeah. Tag team logic, man. You just got to go with it. It's a bit all over the place until Sadie lays out Utami and knocks her out of the ring with the drop kick. Sadie then hits her flip dive to the outside, and it was way better time this time, too. Yeah. But you know who really knocks everyone over? Viper. Yeah, I liked it during this spot. Even the ref is like, no, no, no. And there wasn't really an attempt to catch here. Viper no. just knocked everyone down, and that was it. Yeah. Back in the ring, and we have Mighty and Viper again, and Viper is taking it to Mighty and gets the three with a big body slam at 923. Yeah. Yeah, I was a big fan of this match. For one, it was a good match, but two, like you said, I really want to see Mighty and Viper fight now. I really yeah. want to see Hana and Utami fight now, and I really want to see B and Sadie fight now. So it even set up singles that I want to see in the future. This was a well put together trios match. Yeah, I agree. I really liked watching B work. Um, and it's like last time when I saw her, uh, she really does a good job with whoever whomever she's paired with. Uh, and then with Sadie, she was fun to watch. She she seemed to have more energy this time, and she wasn't as stiff as the last time I saw her. Yeah. Hana really saved this match for the, from the crowd sitting on their hands early on, and everybody else quickly picked up their game following that, too. Sadie seems to be over her nervousness a little bit nah. from just recently showing up, and everything was pretty solid. The fourth match on the show sees Jan, Jungle, Natsuko, and Monster versus Oidotai, Kagetsu, Hazuki, and Natsu. At the interview set with no one there. Oh, wait a minute. Matt, take it away. Yeah, apparently Jan has this whole we're not going to say a lot bug going on as well, as they each just take turns popping up from off camera doing the normal jungle intros and add nothing else to it. We then shoot over to the Odeotai locker room for, I mean, it's just become a habit now, a strange Odeotai promo where Kegetsu says, everyone in Osaka, Happy New Year. We, Odeotai here, come to Osaka for the first time in 2019. Point to Natsu, who is holding her hoodie to block her eyes. Natsu says, we Odeotai will do the best we can here in Osaka. Kegetsu points to Hazuki. Hazuki says, Odeotai will lift up stardom in 2019. Kegetsu says, very well, here's the match. And I use this voice for a reason. <laughs> it's the voice Kegetsu used. She's pretending to be a robot? I can't help but think there's an inside joke that we're missing on these Odeotai promos here. Right, but I love it. Like, it was great, but I'm like, why are you a robot? And... I love the fact that Natsu was covering her head with her hoodie the whole time, pretty much trying to hide the fact that she's corpsing. And then Hazuki was just kind of going with it as well. It was, it was really weird, but it was great. Are the acoustics off in this arena? I, I don't know. I didn't notice it. The Oyedotai theme starts, and it seems like it sounds a little bit different. I, don't, I didn't notice. As they're making their way out, Kigitsu has a red belt and a Mayu shirt. Yeah. Don't worry. That feud is not far off from the future. It's coming. I also noticed, and I thought this was going to be a pet peeve of yours for a second, Hazuki's not wearing the high-speed title. But, if you remember in storyline, the last time we saw her with it, she gave it to Now, who's not at this show. Therefore, it's okay. She couldn't wear it. Now has the belt. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay, now I'm sure the sound is a tad off in this arena. Jan works their way out, and it's a little weird for their music, too. I also don't know if we've pointed this out in the front before. But the intro song for the Jan song is way too long. Yeah. 
move over, middle-aged ref. Old ref is here to take over and show us how it's done. It's about time. Race car ref must have been off at one of his death matches or pimping or whatever suits him. They see me rolling, they it looks like we're going to get another championship match preview, but Kagetsu decides otherwise, and Natsuko helps calm the situation. Hold on. Did you notice something at the beginning when they were coming out or when they were getting introduced? I Anything did. Strange? <laughs> Natsu got hit in the face with three yes. streamers at the same time. Yes. <laughs> now they're just yeah. aiming for the poor lady. Oh, she did, man. Yeah, she took three of the face and then, then started kind of almost yelling at the crowd. Yeah, I thought she was kind of laughing with them. Yeah, but that's her, like I said, the yelling was her laughing slash she likes to play with the crowd, so it was a good little spot. Yeah, that was it. I thought it was funny. Natsu must be showing Jamie how to work the crowd as she is all over it here. Natsuko yeah. interrupts her, but Natsu informs her that she ain't done yet. And Old Ref is off to the side of the ring trying to raise the spirits. He knows if the crowd don't do better, this will keep going. <laughs> yeah, she tries the We Will Rock You trance, doesn't get a response. So she attempts three more times until she finally then tries to start the AO chance. Natsuko finally has enough and gets booed for it. Weird. Yeah. A quick body slam, and Jan starts rotating a little bit as you see Natsu still trying to hear the crowd a little. I love this spot. She'd get kicked and then immediately try to go back to, and then get kicked again. Stalling body slam from Natsuko as she muscled all of it herself. Yeah. She puts Natsu in the corner, and her and Jungle start giving the chops out until Natsu ducks out. Hazuki causes a distraction, cuckow, <laughs> for Natsu to get her whip. That was a little convoluted there. It was a little bit of a weird spot, yeah. But Jungle is wise to it and prevents its use. Following that, Jan start teaming up on Natsu, but it's not enough as Oidotai managed to break it up. Dropped hold from Natsu to Jungle into the ropes, followed by a running kick to the head that sees Hazuki come in to follow it up. Monster comes in to help out, and they whip Hazuki into the Mission Pro camera corner. Hazuki was being kind here and manages to gently roll over the top turnbuckle to avoid the camera. Did you notice this? I thought it was a mess up at first, and then I watched it back. This was a really smooth spot. Yeah, but she definitely avoided the camera here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I think that's why I thought it was a mess up at first, because she looked like she was just going to go straight back, realize there was a camera, and then kind of slid out to the side instead. Like I said, it almost felt like a botch at first, but then if you watch it back, you see that she's really skilled and knows what she's doing. As Jungle and Monster start to go after Hazuki, Kagetsu grabs them by their hair from behind and holds them in place for Hazuki to fly in with the rope jumping drop kick. This was mm, 10 on 10. Always. Jungle Do had I a lot of energy in this one with uh, a lot of the moves that she was doing. Yeah. Some of them back to back. It was really fun. Out of a pin attempt, Jungle gets put in a headlock by Hazuki, but Natsuko comes in to break it up. Hazuki thinks to go after her, but turns back around to hit Jungle with a rolling DDT. And now it's Kegitsu's turn to come in. That DDT was amazing. Jungle and Kegitsu trade some corner splashes. Jungle is off the ropes and Kegitsu is there to catch her into a codebreaker that was expertly transitioned into armbar number 62, 11 on 10. Yeah, at this point I was like, man, Hazuki's got her working boots on. And then Kegitsu showed up to show she had hers on too. So it was phenomenal. Oidotai quickly come in to occupy Jan, and back in the ring, Jungle looks like she's going to power out of the armbar with a powerbomb. But Kegitsu rolls it around into armbar number 13. Monster tries to interfere, but nothing comes of it. 
Kigitsu flies off the top with a stomp and looks to go for the Oido coaster right after. But Jungle slaps the nonsense out of her and hurls her off the top. Holy crap! Yeah, she's not playing around in this one either. Kigitsu is right back up and eats a clothesline. She kicks a second one away, but Jungle is off the ropes and lays her out with a stiffer one. If this is a preview of their match to come for the Red Belt, my body is ready. Same. Both ladies get in tags, and we have Monster and Natsu in the ring. Natsu puts Monster in the corner and sets up the Bronco Buster with a big crowd reaction. Monster kicks her way to freedom for the next 30 seconds. She goes for a pin, but it doesn't work. If she goes for another big boot, Mizuki locks her up in the ropes, and Natsu takes advantage of it. They whip Monster into the corner and hit the Oedo train on her, and this lets Natsu finally hit the Buster. Jan come in to save Monster from a power slam, but Natsu manages to save herself. Jungle comes out of nowhere to hit a flying arm into the corner, followed by Monster stomping her down as she's rolled into the middle of the ring. My words don't make sense, but I know what I'm seeing here. When you say it, it'll make sense. Somehow, Natsu kicks out, but Natsuko comes in and hits a proper power slam as Monster goes up top. There's been a lot of talk in wrestling about who has the best power slam in wrestling, and Natsuko made her point that she should be in that conversation with this move. Absolutely. Natsuko goes to the corner and launches Monster on top of Natsu. This this was well done. Yeah. Oido time managed to break it up, but Jungle and Natsuko shoulder tackle Kigitsu and Hazuki down out of the whip into the ropes. Back to Monster and Natsu in the ring, and Natsu gets the upper hand with a swing blade. She follows up with a snap suplex, but Monster kicks out at two. Oh, she gets the shine put on her here, doesn't she? Yeah, she did. As Natsu lets the anger get the better of her, she runs off the ropes, but she catches the crossbody from Monster. Still not enough from Monster. So Monster tries again, but Natsu catches her in a schoolgirl for the three in 11.35. This is another one of those matches where I didn't take a lot of notes because I was just enjoying the match as I watched it. it. It was really well done by all people. My only somewhat complaint, and it's not a huge complaint, is that Monster was maybe in for a little too long at the end. But you're giving her a chance to look good. Like you said, she got a good shine off this. And everybody still comes out strong. We're looking forward to the red belt defense. So you didn't want to have Jungle and Kigetsu in there a lot anyways. So well, well paced match. Yeah, I agree. I have to give it to Jen. They looked really good in this match. Um, and like you said, both looked great, but I, I focused a lot more on Jen because um, I noticed since I started talking with y'all about these guys, um, they've gotten stronger um, since I first started watching Stardom. So I was really happy to see them both, where both the sides really great, but Jan specifically uh, shined. Very easy match to watch. Even with all the crowd work in the beginning, it didn't feel like an 11 to 12 minute match. Even though the main focus is the upcoming red belt defense by Kagetsu against Jungle, they gave Monster a lot of time in the ring, and she is coming along pretty nicely as a wrestler. No. Everyone in this match was at the right place at the right time. And even though it was fast paced, it was still done in a way that you could keep up with everything going on. So long as you're not taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to put that out there real quick. <laughs> I have three notes for this match. I, I am with you. <laughs> it's the last match of the night with the team of stars, Arissa, Tam, and Pichan. And they wrestle QQ members, Konami, Momo, and Azumi. I think you left someone out there. Oh, yeah? What about her? She's in this match as well. <laughs> Say her name. No. Saki. <laughs> You. So we shoot over to the star's locker room where Arissa says it's the Osaka show. 
she cheers super loudly, and Tam and Saki just both kind of look at her confused. Saki says, Happy New Year, Osaka. Tam says, Tag tournament, huh? The first match is against QQ, and we're going to beat them, right? Saki? She then gives a fist bump to Saki. Orisa tries to go for a fist bump. Tam refuses, so Saki fist bumps Orisa, then moves Tam's hand to Orisa's, forcing them to fist bump. Tam looks at her hand like it's about to fall off, and then fist bumps P-Chan as a cleanser. And oh my god, I've never written fist bump so many times in my life. And then they say, let's do it. We then shoot over to the QQ locker room where Konami says, Today in Osaka, we face stars and we're ready. We've been fighting a lot at Shinkiba. It's the first round match and stars are always fighting each other. We will win easy. When we win, we'll go get the artist belts and bring all the belts to QQ. Osaka, let's go. So as they're doing the stars entrances, Tam and Saki take the corners and Arisa gets into the middle rope and starts throwing her ducks out into the crowd. Tam sees this and starts shaking the rope until Arisa falls off. Now, these ducks are chickens. I don't know. They were yellow. But it was just nice to see that they're continuing the Arisa-Tam rivalry. Can somebody explain to me the significance of these ducks or chickens? Yeah, please. please do. Old ref brings everyone in for handshakes, but QQ isn't having it as they kick away the hands and go straight to a brawl. It quickly turns into stars ganging up on Momo. Old ref sorts everything out right after our first round sound kick of the night. Did you see Saki taunting old ref while stepping on Momo? That's something a heel would do. She was not taunting anybody. She was just cheering. A smooth display of teamwork as Konami stops Saki with a kick to the back as she's running to the ropes, and Momo was right there with the follow-up dropkick. Yeah, it was a really and, nice spot. And then she clears the star's corner. Easy work out of a powerbomb to Saki, which is followed up with some slow and methodical moves that are intentional for Momo. Momo takes Saki into the QQ corner, and we see them all put the boost to Saki. Azumi is in and starts running wild on her, too. QQ come into clean house again, and Azumi makes Saki humbale. Konami and Momo add to it by hitting some stiff chest kicks. Now it's Konami's turn. She has Saki in a headlock, but Saki manages to make the ropes, and Konami is not pleased and starts throwing the hits on her head. I this have to say, I like where this is going. This is one of my favorite point parts of the match. So Konami has Saki in the sleeper, right? And as Saki's trying to go for the ropes, did you notice that Arisa is pushing the bottom ropes in so that Saki can try to get him quicker? I did notice that. That's good. Not only did you notice, but Old Rep notices, turn around and casually kicks her hands off without even looking back while still watching to make sure she didn't tap out. Kudos to Old Rep. <laughs> As Momo was coming off the ropes, Saki does manage to catch her in a nice hurricanrana, and it allows her to get back on her feet. She uses the time to hit a kick to the head on Momo, and finally tags in one of her teammates. Arisa comes in and easily takes the kicks to Momo. Tam helps, and they hit stereo kicks, followed by stereo leg drops. Nice teamwork. Another good spot here. Tam comes in, helps her out, then gets back out of the ring, and the crowd kind of admonishers are like why are you working with Arissa?" and she just kind of shrugs Meh. we get the only useful mission pro camera shot of the night as momo was backed into the corner and Arissa was rushing her they swap over to it and you can get the momo point of view of Arissa running into her and see her move out of the way right at the last second you can tell almost that this was the only reason they had that camera there in the first place and it was a good use of it Arissa's still in the corner and momo uses the surprise to get a kick into her back she runs the corner and drop kicks Arissa down to the mat. Now, why did they cut back over to the Mission Pro camera for that? 
I have no idea. Momo gets in another dropkick, and we still don't get the Mission Pro camera cut. What the hell? Yeah, no, they used it that one time properly and then refused to do it anymore. Also, is that a GoPro up there on the ring post? I don't even see anybody standing up there. Yeah, I think it's just a mounted GoPro. Like, they didn't even mount a good camera. Momo's had her fill of Arisa and brings in Konami to have a swing at it. They end up trading the roughest kicks here. Yeah. Konami catches the last one Arisa tries to send her and puts her in an ankle lock. She drags Arisa away from the ropes to prevent the break and easily suplexes her. This was such a nice callback to earlier. Remember how Arisa pushed the ropes forward so that Saki could try to get out? Mm-hmm. Tam reaches down, and it looks like she's maybe going to push to try to save Arisa, but instead she just rests on them and watches. Things take a turn for Arisa as she hits her foot straight into Konami's head. This allows Arisa to tag in Tam. Tam tries for a suplex. Nope. Tam tries for a sidekick to the head. Nope. Konami tries for a kick to Tam's jaw. Yes. Easy lifting suplex from Tam to Konami after a roll-up attempt. Tam whips Konami into the ropes, but Konami easily jumps her way out of it to lay Tam back down on the mat. Konami gets to tag in Azumi and does her barrel roll. (laughs) It always makes me chuckle. It's such a good spot, but it's so unnecessary. (laughs) It serves no purpose. (laughs) Azumi is quick to try and take over the situation and does a nice dropkick and belly-to-belly suplex. The two ladies trade elbows after getting up, and Tam seems to have overpowered Izumi. She runs the ropes, but Konami is right there with her perfectly timed D in the ropes. Momo's right behind her to power slam Tam to the mat. As Konami and Momo hit their opposite kicks to Tam, Izumi is spot on with a quick roll-up attempt. With Tam laid out, Azumi runs over to have Konami and Momo catch and flip her on top of Tam. It almost got to three, but Saki barely breaks it up. Yeah, this was a really good spot. They were a little bit off on the throwing of Azumi, and she kind of comes down on the head, but it still looked really cool. QQ go for stereo drop kicks to Tam, but Tam managed to get out of the way. In return, stars are right there with theirs. Everyone is outside the ring, and Saki flies off the top to land on them all. She almost didn't go far enough. <laughs> yeah. While that's being sorted out, Tam and Azumi manage to get back in the ring. Tam hits an easy German suplex to Azumi, but it only gets a two. A slick roll-up reversal from Azumi to Tam, but that also gets a two. Azumi is trying to get the momentum going, but Tam mule kicks her straight to the mat. And if that wasn't enough, Tam goes up to land the knees to the chest. Yeah. Tam still isn't done and lays the knees to the back of Azumi's head, and that gets the three for stars in 1027. Yeah, I love this little, I call it like the uppercut knee that Tam does. It's so good. Momo is straight after Tam, and rightfully so. Tam mugged Azumi in the last 30 seconds of that match. Yeah, but then Tam attacks Momo, and then it takes a lot of people, even Starlight slides in from outside to break him up. At which point, Saki hugs Tam. Orisa tries to come in for a hug as well. Tam no-sells that hug, but does offer a fist bump, so we are getting a little bit closer with these two becoming friends. A well-paced match to end a well-paced show. Just like the card, it worked its way through the gears. Yeah, no, it was a solid-paced, yeah. well, well-put-together, story-driven match. Arissa seemed to be the only one that didn't get the spotlight put on her as much, but everyone did a great job in this match and was by far the hardest-hitting one of the night. Uh, yeah, even though Arissa didn't get a lot of the in-ring action, they did a lot pushing the Tam and Arissa story, so she still even got shine off of it. Everyone clears the ring, and the stars get to close the show. Yet, Tam gets on the mic, and it's clear to see that her mouth is bleeding. Her teeth are very red. She says, Happy New Year, 
Thank you for coming to see Stardom during the busy holiday, but we're halfway done. There's another show tonight. The trios tournament continues, so please come and see us. Stars will lead the way into the future in 2019 for Stardom. Please come see us win. Thank you. Only halfway done. This is tough, but with your support, we can do our best. And she's clearly asking for the crowd support, but Arissa jumps up and tries to give support. So Tam says, not you. Stars, please come in the ring. And then they do the stars ending. I was a little thrown off here when she was talking about halfway and, you know, half the show and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a part two to the show uh, starting at like 5 p.m. later today. And you think the show is over because they're doing the star endings. But then we see that Arissa keeps trying to get near Tam and Tam keeps quickly avoiding her. And as they end, once again, Saki hugs Tam, and Arisa joins in, making it a group hug, until Tam slides out to avoid more contact with Arisa, therefore pushing that story further along. Tam did a great job closing the show, though, and it displays that she has a lot of great things ahead of her. Yeah. My match of the night would have to be the Oidotai versus QQ match. Everyone got an equal share to show what they're made of, and I always enjoy a proper championship match build. I am really looking forward to seeing Kegetsu and Jungle go at it. I almost want to agree with you, but I thoroughly am enjoying Tam and Arissa's little side story, so I have to give it to Stars and QQ in the final match. I think both matches were equally good in ring action. I'm just really digging the Arissa and Tam side story. What about you, Dr. The Wife? I really enjoyed the match with me and Sadie. Because I finally get to see Sadie come out of her shell. And it was fun to match. And I, I just like when I first saw her. That's awesome. That's I think that's the first time we've had three different matches, all which were good contenders, to finish off a show. So that leads us to Hill of the Night. Who is your Hill of the Night, Dr. The Wife? I don't know if I have one tonight. It usually is Madi or Hana. But um, I don't know if I have a Heel of the Night this time. Uh, let me think about it. Get back to me. I didn't have a super heel of the night as well because it was not a lot of heel work being done. So I'll, I'll throw in it at the sisters because they did have a lot of heelish tactics in their tag match. Waldo? I'd have to say that heel of the night is Saki for thinking that she could take on all of QQ by herself. She selfishly stayed in the ring for as long as possible, preventing her teammates from helping her out and hogging all of the wrestling to herself. And she healed out on old ref. How evil can you get, Saki? Once again, you're saying she's selfish <laughs> and cost her team when her team wins the match. But they could have won better. <laughs> she was being their savior. She was saving their energy for the end when they would need it. Well, I'm Waldo, and that's it for me. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. Be sure to catch us in all the usual places within social media, at Face for Wrestling, on the Twatter, and Facebook. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. You can catch the audio version of this episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. And don't forget to stutter kick that subscribe button here on the YouTubes. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com where you can catch some amazing wrestling for only 920 yen a month. And don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good.